The Productive Woman, Episode 75. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you for joining me. In this episode, I'm going to be responding to a listener request to talk about dealing with stress. You'll find links and additional information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 75. This episode is brought to you by Nosebe, the productivity tool that's designed to help you simply get things done. If you've listened to The Productive Woman for very long, you know that I'm one of the more than 300,000 people worldwide who use Nosebe to get things done, and you know some of the why, but I want to share just a bit more of the why in this episode. I've used Nosebe and recommended it for the past year or so, so I'm really excited to have Nosebe on board as a sponsor of the podcast. And I'm especially excited about a special offer that Nosebe has made. The Productive Woman listeners can get a free 30-day trial of Nosebe's Great Pro Edition by visiting nosebe.com woman. So what do I like about Nosby? I like that it's flexible enough to let me work the way I want to work. Last time I talked about how I can use it on any device, Mac, Windows, iOS, Apple Watch, Android, even Linux. But it's also flexible in the way it lets me view my tasks and how it integrates with other services that I use and depend on like Evernote and Dropbox. It gives me a variety of different ways to view my tasks. I can look at them by project, you know, a list of my projects. I can look at them by priority or by context or category. So for instance, am I about to sit down and make some phone calls? I can pull up all the tasks that I've tagged as phone calls and see them all together and then just work my way through that list. Am I out in, you know, in town and running errands? Well, I can pull up the tasks that I've tagged as errands and see what else I can do in the part of town that I'm in. There's even a calendar view that lets me get the big picture of what's coming up and lets me drag tasks from one day to another to uh, organize my schedule to make sure that I'm not overloading one day as opposed to others. My favorite view is the priority view, which basically shows me everything that needs to get done today. When I'm in that view, I can sort my tasks in various ways, or I can simply click and drag them into the order I want to do them, and then start ticking them off as I get them done. Um, So I spend five minutes at the beginning of the day deciding what I'm going to do, what order I'm going to do them in, and then I just start at the top and work my way through it. For me, that's a really efficient approach because I don't have to, when I finish one task, spend any time thinking about, well, what am I going to do next? Because I've already done that at the beginning of the day. And Nosby makes it really easy to do that. I also like how I can color code projects in Nosby. So I have one color that I use for day job projects at the law firm, another color for personal projects, etc. So it's really flexible that way. It also integrates really well with services like Evernote and Dropbox, also Box and Google Drive. So you can attach Evernote notes or files from your favorite file storage place to the task 
So you have all the information you need right there at your fingertips. Nosby provides a great set of real short video tutorials on the website, or you can access them right through from the app on your device that demonstrates the many ways that you can put Nosby to work to help you simply get things done. I use it every day, love it, and uh, highly recommend it. So to set up your 30-day free, free trial of Nosby Pro, go to nosby.com slash woman, and that's N-O-Z-B-E dot com. So nosby.com slash woman. And uh, as I've mentioned before, Nosby Pro actually gives you two accounts for that price. So it makes it really easy for you to collaborate with your business partner or your assistant or your spouse or whatever. Um, give it a try for that 30-day free trial, nosby.com slash woman. If you like it and want to stick with it after you finish the free trial, and, and I really think you will, um, you can use the coupon code WOMAN to save a, an additional 10% off the subscription price at that time. I Let me know how it works out for you. Uh, if you give it a try, I'd love to hear how you use it and what you think of it. And thank you so much to Nosby for supporting The Productive Woman. All right, so let's get into our topic. A while back, I asked for listener input on topics to discuss on the show, and several people brought up the subject of stress and how to deal with it. And I thought, well, boy, I don't know if I'm the expert on that, um, because, uh, you know, it's it's something I think all of us deal with uh, in these, you know, modern times with all the things we have on our plate. So uh, while I don't consider myself an expert, I'm still learning and growing. It was a perfect opportunity for me to do a little bit of research and share with you some of the things I've found. So so what is stress? There was a, a definition from psychology today that I thought was good. It's Here's the really dry uh, technical or scientific definition. It's simply a reaction to a stimulus that disturbs our physical or mental equilibrium. In other words, it's an omnipresent part of life. A stressful event can trigger the fight-or-flight response, causing hormones such as adrenaline and cortisol to surge through the body. So that's what psychology today says stress is. Um, the American Psychology Association differentiates between what they call acute stress versus chronic stress. And acute stress is the most common, they say. It comes from the demands and pressures of recent past and anticipated demands and pressures of the near future. Um, so it's, it's something that's coming up in response to either what we've just been going through or what we're expecting to have coming. The most common symptoms of acute stress are things like emotional distress, you know, anger or irritability, anxiety, depression, uh, muscular problems like tension, headaches, back pain, jaw pain, and things like that. Um, stomach problems like heartburn or, um, you know, irritable bowel sy syndrome, high blood pressure, all those sorts of things can be symptoms of acute stress brought on by either the, the recent past stressors of life, the demands that we're dealing with, or things that we see coming up. On the other hand, um, chronic stress is um, what they say in the same American Psychological Association article 
is uh, actually a more dangerous kind of stress. And this, they say, and I'm quoting, comes when a person never sees a way out of a miserable situation. It's the stress of unrelenting demands and pressures for seemingly interminable periods of time. And they go on to say that this is the grinding stress that wears people away day after day, year after year. And it, it's serious. They really, they, as they, I read this article, I thought, boy, you know, this is something to pay attention to um, because as they put it, chronic stress destroys bodies, minds, and lives. It wreaks havoc through long-term attrition. It's the stress of poverty, of dysfunctional families, of being trapped in an unhappy marriage or a despised job or career. It's the stress that the never-ending troubles have brought to the people they, you know, they talk about in Northern Ireland or in parts of the Middle East. So it's um, it's a real serious uh, kind of problem and. Uh, not something that's necessarily going to be fully addressed in in this article or in this this post in this episode of the podcast but uh if it's something that you're enduring then you, you know I encourage you to get some help and some support in um getting out of the uh, the, the situation that's creating this for you because it's really unhealthy so what what causes stress um it comes from, the scientists tell us, um, our body's uh, self instinct for self-preservation. It's a response, stress is, to a threat, whether a real one or a perceived one. It's part of what um, triggers the, the fight-or-flight symptom uh, uh, instinct in us to, to protect ourselves. And any sort of change, even a good change, can cause feelings of stress in our life. And so one of the things that's important to do is to sort of look at what's been going on in our life. And if there have been lots of changes, even good ones, it's likely that it's a source of stress and probably manifesting itself in, in physical symptoms. Um, a, a, an interesting article on WebMD talked about sources or causes of stress. And I'm, I'll have links to all these articles in the show notes so you can do your own research if, if and reading if you want to. But it talked, uh, that article kind of broke out the, the kinds of work stress that come from things like unhappiness in your job, uh, a heavy workload, long hours, uh, if you've got poor management or you're working under dangerous conditions or aren't sure whether you're going to have your job, you know, next month or next week, or if you're facing discrimination or harassment. One article in the Harvard Business Review noted a study that says that worldwide workers spend an average of 34 to 48 hours at work each week. And then on top of that, many of us engage in work or work-related activities outside of business hours and um, it, that creates issues for us. That creates a great deal of stress. And, you know, I probably don't have to tell you that. But this uh, Harvard Business Review article said that, that this, these always-on, multitasking work environments are killing productivity, dampening creativity, and making us unhappy. So work can certainly do those things to us. And we'll talk in a bit about some things we can do to reduce the stress that we're dealing with and, um, you know, protect our health. 
In addition to work stress, there are also life stressors. Things like the death of a loved one, a divorce, a job loss, increased financial obligations, like maybe one of your children starting college, getting married, moving to a new home, chronic illness or an injury, or a a traumatic event like a natural disaster, a, a theft or violence against you or a loved one. These are events and conditions in our just daily life that can create stress and cause stress symptoms in our, um, you know, in our minds and our bodies. And the, the WebMD article also talked about kind of internally caused stress. When we are prone to worrying uh, or fear and uncertainty, our own attitudes and perceptions or unrealistic expectations can cause stress to us. Fortunately, those are things we really can do something more about, but, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. So what are the effects of stress on us? And I, you know, there were a number of articles from the the Mayo Clinic and um, uh, various other sites. And again, I'll have links in the show notes for these talked about various common effects of stress, you know, so on our body, they, they, it can lead to headaches Uh, either tension headaches or migraine headaches, muscle tension or pain, chest pain, fatigue, um, stomach upset, and sleep problems. Um, So those are all, you know, some of the things that stress can do to us physically. Uh, Stress can also affect our mood and lead to anxiety or restlessness, a lack of motivation or an inability to focus, irritability or anger, or sadness or depression, all those sorts of things can be the result of stress. And finally, um, the Mayo Clinic article that I read talked about the effects of stress or common effects of stress on our behavior. It can lead to overeating or undereating, to angry outbursts, to drug or alcohol abuse, or tobacco use or, or social withdrawal. So there are, these are all some of the examples of things that can, uh, you know, we endure uh, because of the stress in our life. Um, you know, so if you're suffering headaches or stomach pain or sleeping problems, frequent illness or even depression, those are some things to, uh, that if you are enduring a great deal of stress in your life, obviously those are things that we need to deal with and we need to make um, find a way to make the right kinds of changes to our life to minimize the effects that can, you know, ruin our health, ruin our relationships, and certainly ruin our peace of mind. So what can we do to minimize stress and or minimize the effects that it has on us physically, emotionally, and in every other way? For me, when, uh, you know, I've talked in the past a little bit about what my life is like. I'm a lawyer at a large law firm here in Dallas, and I work long hours, many times um, uh, having to move very quickly on complicated legal matters. And it can be very, very stressful. And when you add to that, you know, our our, um, desire as women to not only do a good job at our jobs, but to be good moms, good wives, you know, good citizens, we can exacerbate the, the stress um, because we, um, 
you know, we're, we're trying to do it all. And so the, the, the stress that the, the job, for instance, is putting on us is made worse because while we're dealing with that, we're feeling perhaps anxious or guilty about the other things that we're not able to do because we're working long hours. So when I'm dealing with stress, when I'm feeling that, you know, the impact, the effects of stress, I start by first looking at what's causing it. You know, and it, this requires you to, me to, to take some time and sort of look at what's going on with my life um, and why am I feeling so stressed out? Is it that I've just got too much to do and not enough time to get it done? And, and why is that? You know, is it um, I'm, I'm doing things that I should be delegating or deferring or, or deleting altogether? Have I got um, allowed myself to get caught up in trying to meet unrealistic expectations, either my own or somebody else's? Am I stressed maybe because I've let my systems get out of whack? So, you know, my disorganized desk or my overloaded schedule are causing me problems and leading to that stress and anxiety. Or is it other people's unreasonable demands? Is there conflict in a relationship in my life? I have to, you know, look at the situation, what's causing the stress, and and try to be sort of um, objective about looking at it because you can't solve the problem. You can't address it until you figure out what's the source of it. And if it's one of these things, you know, my my systems being out of place, uh, out of out of whack, as I said, or a disorganized desk, or I've overloaded my schedule, or I've taken on too many things. If it's one of those kinds of things, then I go back to what I call the first principles of productivity. And, um, you know, being, writing things down and and reasonable expectations and, and making sure I'm focused on accomplishing the things that are going to make progress towards the goals that matter to me. One of the things you can do, I did an episode, a whole episode back, uh, episode 11, where I talked about my, what I call my emergency process for dealing with overwhelm. When I've got literally, I've, I've just got all this stuff to do, so many things coming at me and not enough time to get it done. And I, I'm starting to freak out a little bit, then there's a process that I go through. And I talk about that in episode 11. So you might want to check that out. I try to take some time to get things back in order. You know, I clean up my desk and, um, you know, triage my schedule and my to-do list and be as ruthless as I can be in pruning things, delegate things that I can, defer things, to, you know, look honestly at the things that are on my list and say, what really has to get done right now? You know, the world's going to come to an end if I don't do these three things, but those other 20 things can wait till next week or delete things altogether and just make a decision. I'm not going to do X. Uh, those are those are the things that I um, the first steps that I take when I'm feeling stressed out because my schedule or my space around me has gotten crazy. After I've got, thought about those things and then and done what I can to address them, there are a few things that I do to deal with the stress of my very demanding job, and many of them have to do with taking care of myself. And that's hard for me. It's easier for me to focus on trying to get stuff done. And uh, I, I'm guessing maybe like you, put my 
my health and well-being kind of at the bottom of the list because that can wait. So in, you know, no particular order, some of the things that I do to, uh, to help minimize the stress of a demanding and sometimes hectic job, um, I, I play soothing music in my office because it helps calm and relax me. And I, as I've said before, I use an app called Focus at Will because it helps me concentrate. And when you're stressed, it's real easy. It, it becomes real easy to get distracted and, and have a hard time focusing in, which of course makes the problem worse because you're not focusing, you're not being getting work done as efficiently, etc. So I have found that soothing instrumental music uh, is very helpful in helping me sort of calm down and and stay focused and focus at will is really helpful to me for that. I try to get some strenuous physical exercise as often as I can because I've found that, you know, half an hour on the treadmill or a stationary bike or the elliptical or even better on a path outdoors helps me because it helps burn off some of that tension that's caused by stress which then helps me relax and be more peaceful and sleep better. Uh, it, it really does, it, it seems counterproductive sometimes, I think, if because we're so busy, there's so many demands to be met. We think, I don't have time to, to take a walk or to get on the elliptical or whatever. But it makes such a huge difference in how you physically feel because for most of us, stress leads to tension in our neck and shoulders, our back or wherever. And um, this goes back to, you know, the source of it being that kind of self-defense mechanism, that fight or flight thing. When, when we are facing a, um, a threat, whether it's a threat to our job or, you know, whether it's we're even consciously thinking of it as a threat, all those hormones flood through our body and it gets ready to, for battle. And the problem is, you know, we're not doing battle most of the time. We're sitting at a desk or sitting somewhere and there's nowhere for that energy that's caused by that hormone flood, nowhere for that to go. And it just then turns into this stress um, in our bodies. And getting some kind of really strenuous physical exercise can make uh, a huge difference. Um, and so it's important to think about that. Exercise is really valuable. When I was in law school studying for finals, it made such a huge difference for me because we'd study for hours, and it's a very stressful kind of class or, or environment because your entire grade for each class is based on just one exam at the end of the semester. And so studying is uh, you know, very important and it's very intense. And I would find that um, getting on the stationary bike and just pedaling like crazy for half an hour would get my shoulders down from around my ears and help me relax. And I, and I slept better and I think did better at school because of it. So try to get some kind of strenuous physical exercise. I'll brew myself a cup of tea and sit somewhere quiet, um, you know, maybe with a book or maybe just staring off into space for 15 minutes, just to kind of take a few quiet breaths and gather my thoughts. And, and sometimes if the ongoing stress of, a, you know, a particularly difficult season at work or whatever gets to be really bad, I'll just take a Saturday off to, 
to just hang out in my sweats, take a lot of naps, watch dumb movies on TV, and try and try and rest and restore. We have to take care of ourselves in these ways, and and whatever ways work for you to reduce the effects of stress. As I have said, on our on our physical health, our mental health, and on our, the health of our relationships. I try really hard to get enough sleep, and that one's hard for me. I don't know how much of it is because as I'm getting older, I just I don't sleep as soundly or what it is. But the more stressful uh, the season is in my life, the more important it is for me to try and get some sleep. I try to make sure I'm eating well. And I talk to my husband or a good friend or I journal about the things that are stressing me. I really find that to be helpful. As I've said before, I use... Uh, day one is a, a, a digital journal. Uh, it's an app that I have on my computer and on my iPad. And I'll, I'll, you know, when I have a lot of things going through my mind and I'm stressed about them, uh, I'll either talk to Mike about it, talk to a friend, or just sit down and kind of spew it all into my journal and think through it. And frankly, at a time, you know, a few months ago, when I was so stressed about decisions that needed to be made and things like that, that I was crying a lot and exhausted all the time, I spent some time with a trained professional counselor. And it was one of the best things I could have done for myself at that time. She listened without judging what I was stressed about. She asked some really great questions. And she helped me think through the issues that were causing me stress and helped me come up with a plan for dealing with them. So, you know, I just, I highly recommend finding a someone with no skin in the game, so to speak, a professional to talk through if you're really in a situation where you've got a lot of stressors going on. And so that's kind of, those are the things as I was preparing for this episode, the, the things that I do um, when I'm dealing to cope with the stress of just 21st century life. And then as I, after I kind of brainstormed that, did some researching, I found that some of the resources that I looked at, looked at suggest um, very similar approaches. Um, so one article talked about journaling, about meditation, exercising, talking to other people, or engaging in a hobby. Another uh, uh, article, this was on the, the website for the Mayo Clinic, recommends physical activity, learning some relaxation techniques, uh, meditation, yoga, plenty of sleep and a balanced diet, and definitely avoiding tobacco use and excess caffeine and alcohol intake. Uh, the Harvard Business Review um, article that I referenced earlier really encourages, um, if work-related stress is part of the issue, learning to disconnect from work for reasonable periods of time. The article, the writer of that article noted that while the rigors of a high-performance culture may require consistent fo focus Always on is a dangerous and unproductive mindset because it fails to take recovery time into account. We all need time to rest and recover. No matter how gung-ho we are about our jobs or our you know, volunteer activities or whatever it is that is demanding a lot of your time and energy and attention, we all need some downtime. We always need recovery time from those really 
high, um, high energy, high demand, high stress periods of time. And so we, we all need to schedule that in, get your calendar out and, and find those times when you can disconnect from work, disconnect from those stressful demands and, and recover and relax. Another website talked about some other tips for dealing with stress, learning to not worry about things you can't control, such as the weather, Um, solving the little problems, because this can help you regain a sense of control. I thought that was a really good idea. If you're feeling overwhelmed because there are big demands being made, find some small thing that you can do to kind of check off your list that uh, will give you a sense of, of control, a feeling that you've started um, getting momentum towards uh, getting a handle on these things. Um, Prepare as best you can for the things that are stressful for you, like a speech that you need to give or a job interview, Uh, but, um, but then learn to relax and be okay with the outcome, whatever it might be. Uh, and a lot of this has to do with our mindset and I'll get to that in a minute. But one of the things I thought was important is that one source of real stress in our lives can be conflict at work, at home, in other relationships, conflict with the people in our lives, whether they're people we care about or just people we come into contact with, that can be a huge source of stress. And so finding ways to address and resolve that conflict may become absolutely a necessity in order to um, get peace of mind and avoid those bad impacts on our health that we talked about earlier. A lot of it comes down to ways of thinking. Um, That Harvard Business Review article talks about developing habits of mindfulness. And and I'm quoting now from the article, the writer said, neuroscience research shows that the practice of mindfulness can systematically train the brain and create useful mental habits that promote resilience and productivity at work and in life. And they recommended apps like Headspace, which I've talked about before on the show. It's one that I use for kind of guided, um, meditation, guided mindfulness exercises. They also suggested a couple of other apps. One of them is called Calm, and another one is The Muse. So being present, being aware of what you're feeling, of what you're thinking, of how it's affecting you, and just kind of being able to be in the moment and not so lost in activity that you you don't even realize what you're doing to yourself it comes down in many cases to choosing how to think. And I've talked in the, uh, some past episodes about um, life coach, a life coach named Brooke Castillo, and I'll put a link to her podcast. It's, I think it's called the Life Coach School Podcast um, that has been really helpful to me. She teaches something that she calls her model, and it's... Um, the idea that the results in our life come from our actions. Our actions are driven by our feelings and our feelings are triggered by the thoughts we have. So when you're having a feeling of stress or anxiety or, um, you know, any of those kinds of things, ask yourself what thoughts you're having that are causing that feeling and see if you can change the thought. Because we often cannot change 
uh, our circumstances. We certainly can't change the other people in our lives, but we can change how we think about what's happening to us. Um, what, what Brooke Castillo says, and I've uh, you know, shared this before because it just has really been impactful for me to think of it in these terms. In almost every situation, the, the, the problem isn't our situation, it's what we think about our situation. And so for purposes of this episode talking about stress, almost every time the stress isn't actually caused by your situation, whether it's, you know, an event or another person, it's caused by what you think about the situation. And, and ponder that as I have been pondering that we can choose how we think about uh, the situation we're dealing with. And in so choosing, we can improve our feelings and, um, and therefore ultimately improve the, the outcomes in our life. So those are just a few suggestions for dealing with the, the things in our life that cause stress. I, I felt like I needed to point out that there may be a time when you need to seek some professional health help. If the stress that you're undergoing is affecting your health and your efforts to reduce it haven't helped you enough, consider seeing your doctor to help you treat the physical sim- symptoms or a trained therapist who can help you find healthy ways to identify the sources of the stress and help you develop mechanisms and habits for dealing with it. You don't have to deal with these things alone. And I think there are lots of things we can do, but sometimes we need to be strong enough to ask for help when it just all gets to be too much. So what do you think? Um, Do you have a mechanism for coping with the stress of your life that I didn't mention in this episode? I'd love to hear what uh, what those might be. Uh, please share your thoughts. There are a couple of different ways that you can do that. You can go to the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 75 and um, scroll down to the comment section. Or you can post on the Productive Woman's Facebook page and we can have a conversation about the things that are causing us stress and what we can do to deal with that stress. If you'd like to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com or leave a voicemail message on the website or the Facebook page. I, um, uh, if, if you're enjoying the show, if you feel like this episode and others have been helpful to you, there are always some ways that you can help me out. First of all, tell somebody about the show. If you have a friend in your life or, you know, family that follow you on social media uh, and you think they might enjoy the show, tell them about it. Tell them where they can find it and invite them to, uh, to subscribe and join us in this conversation. You can also help out by leaving a review of The Productive Woman in iTunes or on Stitcher. And there are links for that in the show notes, or you can just go to theproductivewoman.com slash iTunes. And that will, there's a place right there where you can just leave a few sentences saying what you think of the show. And um, I would appreciate that very much. I want to say a special thank you to Bella, a relatively new listener who took the time to send me an email 
about how much she's enjoying the show, especially um, she she mentioned a recent episode where I talked about what I know about raising kids. Uh, I really appreciated her feedback, so thank you, Bella, for taking the time to do that. It means a lot to me. A couple other quick things to watch the replays of the Blab events that we've done recently or to follow me on Blab to, so that you get notices of upcoming Blabs. And those are those live stream video events where we can interact and you can ask me questions and we can kind of talk back and forth live online for free. Uh, visit blab.im slash Laura McMom and you can get more information there. And finally, remember to check out our sponsor and take advantage of Nosby's offer of a free 30-day trial of Nosby Pro. You can get the information to do that at nosby.com. That's N-O-Z-B-E, nosby.com slash woman. And thanks again to Nosby for their support of the show. And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you, as always, for spending this time with me. It means more to me than you probably realize. I am grateful to have you as part of my life. I hope you found something in this episode that's helpful to you. I look forward to hearing from you, and so I'll be watching for that. And I also look forward to talking with you again soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.